else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. Let's go, Buffalo! By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it! This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. This is pandemonium! Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser, Alex Jones, Sean Icorn joining us in the Buffalo studios tonight. And uh, here we are getting set to count down Bills versus Tampa Bay. And uh, this game has sprung up fast. A short week here for the Bills and their roster and their staff here at this point. Turnaround from New England, a disappointing loss in Foxborough 29-25, but this week Bills will look to do the Ted Lasso method to have the memory of a goldfish and try to eke out a victory in this one. Alex, some takeaways at least from the New England game. I mean, it wasn't a bad game, but it, it was. It was a bad game. Yeah, I completely agree, Brad. It was it wasn't it wasn't a bad game, it wasn't a good game, it was a bad game. Um, which doesn't make sense when you say it, but it wasn't like an atrocious game. It also wasn't a good game. It felt very similar um, to the games they played against New York and Jacksonville, um, which is a, a normally for the Bills hasn't been a trend under Bean and McDermott, where will they have games that they lose and are bad sometimes? Yes, of course. But um, at the same time, they all hurt. They normally bounce back the following week. They normally come back with a big win. And, and it feels like this is um, a, a worrisome trend. You know, it, it's been three games in a row. They look flat. They look slow. Um, and it is concerning to see that hopefully this is just a, a you know, uh, a speed bump rather than uh, a valley. And I say at this point, if it's going to happen in this season, this is probably the best time for it to happen. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would agree with that, Brad. Or, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like you guys were saying, this is really the place. If we're going to continue and make the playoffs right now, with Miami sitting at five and two, Bills are sitting at four and three right now. Bills definitely need to make a push, and a good place to start would be Tampa, a little easier opponent. Baker Mayfield, not the greatest He's quarterback. He's questionable too. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of questions headed into this game. I mean, they have a good receiving core in Mike Evans and uh, Godwin. Uh, Rashad White is decent running back. Their defense is good. So there's a lot of guys, you know, there's a lot of questions about this game. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where it's going to be interesting to see how the Bills respond after a short week. Yeah, and I know health has been a concern in this one. Let's talk about health right away. Uh, Sean McDermott uh, today, the day before the game here, rules out Dawson Knox and Quentin Morris. Um, So I I think Buffalo actually has to go onto their practice roster. They have the young man from my alma mater in Central Michigan that I'm interested where they're going to go ahead and make up the space because I bet it's not a lot of 12 personnel out there. But, um, you know, if they're going to need a tight end at some point here, uh, you'd think Dalton Kincaid is going to need some breathers here or there. 
Yeah, I also think that they would be smart. The Bills looked the best in that New England game when they went to a four wide with a tight end or a running back in, um, 11 personnel, K-gun spread for you. I, I, the concerning thing for me this week was they were speaking to Dorsey during the week, and he said that McDermott has large influence on the offense, and that's incredibly disconcerting because the games, you, you can normally tell when it's the OC and Allen working together versus when McDermott has his hand on the offense as well. And it, it is a classic coaching mistake when things aren't going well, head coaches try to meddle, try to fix it themselves. And you got to just let your offensive coordinator do their job. Just let Ken Dorsey do his job. Let him do what he needs to do. Because if you don't do that, this offense is going to continue to look bad. And I understand McDermott has some ideas. He's very old school in his thought process. But you have a Homsagagra-R as your, you know, a high-end sports car as your quarterback. You need to let that thing drive. You need to let it go out there and hit. 0 to 60 in 2.5 seconds. You need to get loud that your supercar to be a supercar rather than trying to make it a Toyota Corolla because Josh Allen will never be a Toyota Corolla, right? During that entire New England game, it was very concerning. They didn't let him run once. They didn't really, he wasn't really playing what he's played all through his career. And I think that they're trying to, you know, eliminate some of the median, you know, some of the back and forth, the high and the low. But by eliminating the high-low, you're also eliminating the, the shot, right? You're you're moving him to the mean, but that's turning him into Kirk Cousins or somebody like that who can't go out there and win you the game by themselves, which Josh has done through his entire career. So far this season, the Bills are 1-1 one one on prime time, a loss to the Jets, a win over the Giants. So first time facing a team not from New Jersey in this place, South Florida, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, uh, you know, Sean alluded to it earlier that I feel like this is the kind of game where just to get their footing back that, you know, it's a good but not great opponent. This is the time to do it. And, I mean, it's like, you know, the past three games, we're waiting and waiting and waiting for them to get out of this offensive funk. And I really hope that this is the week they do it. Yeah, and during the 2021 season, the Bills were, uh, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game uh, was sort of the turning point. You had two bad games in a row, capitalized with that uh, that awful, awful game in Orchard Park against the Colts, where the Colts just marched the ball up and down the field on this defense. And so it, it, it would be very poetic if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were sort of the the, the Phoenix point for the Bills again. The Bills ended up losing that game last time to Tampa Bay in overtime, but we're down 28-0 a half. Resurged and got all the way back, tied up 28-28, and then took it to overtime where Tampa Bay was able to eke out a win. Um, so it would be very poetic if that were the case, that this is the resurgence point for the Bills season. All right, we're not sports psychologists. We don't pretend to be, but can you speculate What's going on with Josh Allen right now? And I don't think he's playing bad, but he just doesn't seem quite the same. Is the fact that they're not letting him run it all over? What's the issue or what's eating Josh Allen? I think it's that he's genuinely he's in his own head too much. He's thinking too much rather than just playing. 
it, it gets into the effortless effort paradox, right? When you tell sports players to go up and do something, like the perfect example is I'm going to go up and hit a home run. When you focus on hitting a home run, you're going to strike out 99% of the time. Every Major League Baseball player you hear goes, I just went up looking to make contact. I just got in there, waited for my pitch, went to make contact. I just wanted to make solid contact the wall, put it in play. And I think that's the case with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's two in his own head where it feels like McDermott has really harped on him. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make these plays. Don't do that. Do, 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 do. And he's almost gotten in his own head about it. Whereas Josh against Miami was old Josh, right? Josh was out there slinging a rock, hitting, running, moving. And, and it feels like maybe he has an injury where we don't know about. You know, maybe that shoulder's more dinged up than we think it is. He just looks hesitant. He looks gunshot. And it, one of the things that you, you can see him kind of do, like, there's a few times where there's a ball over the middle that he wants to fit in there, so he decides not to. And then he arm punts it down to the opposite side of the field. And, I mean, also, the receivers haven't really helped Al in the past few weeks. Diggs had a huge drop against New York. Knox had multiple big drops. Gabe Davis had a big drop and a big fumble. Um, And these are things that, you know, compound the issues where Josh hasn't looked horrible. He just hasn't looked like Josh normally does. He looks like a more conservative version, almost like an Alex Smith for Cousins version of Josh Allen. Say he's definitely pl- playing a little more conservative, less of the gun, less of the gunslinging. But sometimes it's like he'll just push the envelope way too much. Like against the Jets, forcing it into double coverage, having all those interceptions. But then again, like you said, he'll have that game against Miami where he's just slinging it and he's going and he is throwing it in double coverage and he's looking good. But it's just like Josh Allen just needs to find that fine line, and finding that for him has been just so hard this season. Yeah, um, and for for me in this one, um, that I wonder how fast they go to the ground first. Um, we've seen flashes of the screen game, and when they have, when they've, you know, sent Cook up the field from the backfield, we've seen them gash them for some some big plays. And Cook was an integral part. Obviously, he had that touchdown pass or touchdown reception from Josh Allen last week. So I'm curious where the run game, how much more they sprinkle that into the pass that we see more of that screen game set up. A reminder before we continue here to follow us across our social media platforms, you can follow each and every one of us on Twitter. Sean in studio with us today. Follow him on Twitter at Michigan Surf. You can follow me at Bills Bruiser. Follow Alex at TW Callahan. Follow us at DHS Buffalo. Find us at DrafthouseSports.com and Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Drafthouse. So, yeah, I, I'm really curious, where does the run game fit in? Do we see that sprinkled in more of the passing game? Because we've seen success, but I don't think we've seen enough of it. Yeah, and I think that the, the run game has kind of been limited to a very classic style of run game, right? Like, oh, straight downhill, five-yard rush. And don't get me wrong, James Cook is looking excellent in those touches. Same thing with Latavius Murray, um, the sort of the ageless, modern-day ageless wonder of the running back room. Um, it, however, I think you need to start pulling out some more of those exotic looks, some more of the read option stuff that was, that was so successful with Allen. Because the Bills haven't shown it in so long, I think teams are sort of falling asleep on it. Um, and 
teams will start only going for the running back if they know, like, hey, Josh hasn't run in five games, you know. So it, it's going to be one of those things where the Bills really need to focus on adding some wrinkles, adding some more exotic stuff, and just getting Josh to where he feels he gets in that flow state. He feels comfortable because outside of like a few times during the Giants game and a few times during the Patriots game, he hasn't looked like he's been. He looks very like almost robotic where he's like, I have to do this. I have to do this. Whereas it's just like, hey, Josh, just go out there and play. Like the one example, I there was a he very I forget where it was in the path game. He easily could have ran for a first down. There was nobody for twenty yards, and instead he tries to throw to a target, and it gets broken up by a defender. When he easily could have ran that twenty yards and take it, you know, take a slide, get down, and it, it felt like very much so. People were telling him to do that rather than him choosing to do it. It feels like a very concentrated effort that he's been told like hey you need to get down you need to get down don't run the ball throw it and he is six foot five 225 pounds like use your skills but use them smart see the yeah i'll see i wonder if we're gonna see this more later on if they're just trying to save josh's legs for right now make sure he doesn't get too banged up in the earlier season and then save him when we get to the stretch with the eagles the chiefs some of our more heavier ever heavier favorite opponents defensively not a bad performance but not a great one. I mean, when Mac Jones and that offense pushes the ball field, or maybe it was a bad performance, okay? I I don't know what to make of it that, um, you know, we saw Williams flying around at linebacker, and then I feel like they just sat him on the sideline. I don't know what happened. If they have him on a snap count, obviously didn't see Vaughn rotate in a ton in this game. Um, but one thing that's remained true from the very start of the season, if you want to point out a bright spot, especially on the defensive line. Leonard Floyd has been a beast, and he's finding ways to get home that his mix in here and his work with Gru when, when Greg Rousseau's been healthy, um, you know, who knows? I, I would If I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet on Ed Oliver tomorrow night because, uh, you know, he, he was limited in practice the day before a game. I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. not convinced that he's going to play. Yeah, we'll point. see. But uh, uh, speaking of players that have just been going off, uh, Ebenez is playing for that bag. Oh, yeah. He's playing for the money. It's, it's obviously coming up on a contract year for him. So he's playing for the money. He already has four sacks, five solo tackles. And, yeah, he's playing just as good, if not better, than one of the Bose, whoever the Bose is in San Francisco. Yeah, I think – I think along the defense, what I think happened with Dorian Williams going back to that, it, you could. I think there was a few times he made some rookie mistakes. He looked, I think I said it last week, and I really do feel this is the case, he looks like Matt Milano in his rookie year. Matt Milano would make a few mental mistakes, and they'd take him off the field for Ramon Humbert. But he's going to be undeniable. Like, he is undeniably, because as soon as Dodson came on the field, the Patriots literally just started throwing every single pass at him. They just ran routes specifically to pick on him because he can't cover. He just, unfortunately, he is in the 1% of humanity playing football, 
but his biggest weakness is coverage. And so I, I think that's a thing that the Bills need to focus on this week is really getting Dorian Williams up to speed and just letting him play. Don't make him think too much. Just let him go out there. You're going to have to struggle with some rookie mistakes because he's just learning the pro game. Um, but those mistakes are much better than the opposite of your other options out there at weak sideline. Yeah, and he doesn't need to come out there and you know be Matt Milano, but part of what makes Matt Milano so valuable as a linebacker is he's flying all over the field, especially in coverage. That You make a good point here, Alex, that if he can go out and play that coverage and, you know, help, you know, the pass game here and, you know, be a beacon with the secondary, I, I think that that is truly what they want out of that position, whoever fills that role, and I think Williams is that guy. Yeah, I agree. He kind of is he, – he's such an exceptional athlete, you can't help but put him on the field. Um, but McDermott's also a guy who historically has benched rookies when they make mistakes, you know. Uh, famous example is James Cook last year against the Rams. His yep. first carry fumbles the ball wasn't seen on the field ever. So I understand where McDermott's coming from with this one, but at the same time, I think you take the good with the bad for him. Like you know, like you're saying, he's just too good a player to leave off the field. Yeah, uh, I mean, limited snap so far, but we've seen flashes of brilliance. And you said it last podcast, Alex, that. It's early, but I still have kind of those feelings that, you know, what we saw out of Matt Milano as a rookie back in 2018. Another interesting thing, speaking on Milano, one thing I found incredibly interesting is there was a fear of ligament damage. However, there was never a report that ligament damage. Normally when someone tears their ACL or their PCL or meniscus, you hear about it, right? An agent reaches it or the, the team reaches out and gives it to Chef or Rapport. They have been very mum about both Aquan Jones and Matt Milano. So that makes me think maybe they got in there and it was either very minimal damage or it was something that easily was repairable when they fixed the bone. So I'm just, it, it'll be interesting to see how fast Milano can come back from that injury because if there's very little to no ligament damage with the break in the leg a broken leg you can rehab back really fast like he should be back maybe before christmas even um but it'll be interesting to see going forward if we hear anything about that injury or if you know the bills are keeping both of those pretty quiet just you know as sort of a way to uh possibly gain you know get people convinced that they're more injured than they are. Yeah, so with a broken bone, it could be anywhere from four to six weeks with recovery time. Now, obviously, if there is any residual ligament issues from either like the surgery or the injury itself, it's like that will compound to the time and add more. But yeah, they are, you are right. They are playing it very mum, being very quiet about both injuries, especially Milano. I think we could possibly see him towards the end of the season. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Defensive line. Um, so, you know, if no Ed Oliver again, who is really going to step up? Because we didn't see it last week um, that anyone really popped off the page. Is it going to be Tim Settle? Um, you know, Puna Ford, if he's getting, you know, reps and playing time here. Who do you guys see stepping up on the defensive front? 
I think it's going to be Tim Settle, Buna Ford. Um, yeah. Jordan Phillips is another one. Um, I just don't ex- – I mean, in all honesty, those are backup guys, right? Those are the guys who are taking your second team reps. You never want – like, it just kind of is one of those things. You never want those guys taking the long reps. With McDermott likes to definitely change out his linemen. He doesn't like him playing too many snaps. He likes to rotate them. And uh, and as he can and he continues to do so and just keeps training out guys, keeping them fresh. But if you're playing your backups more and more, it's like those guys aren't going to be as fresh, and it's just compounding to more and more. And I, that's what's starting to worry about me about this defense. It's like we're getting more and more just use of our backup guys, and we keep losing starters to injury. And it's just it's kind of starting to compound as we've seen in the last two losses. Yep. So we got to see how much of you know just this kind of funk um, is what I'm going to call it. If the Bills can shake this yeah. funk, if they can get themselves out of it, and. I hate to be a cliche or anything, but I think it starts and ends with Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd agree so, too. They've had trouble just getting the ball. It's like what? the like the like Both the Jacksonville and the Giants game, Bills didn't score in the first half. Actually, the Giants game, Bills didn't score until the fourth quarter. Granted, it was the very beginning of it, and they did most of that time during the during, – most of the drive during the third quarter but like it's just like the bills look good when we punch them in the mouth and score first if josh gets that little bit of confidence under him once one touchdown then he starts to let it flow so i think if the bills can go start with the ball score then you got a good opening game for the rest of us going tomorrow yeah, I agree. You got to get out there early and really just push the ball down the field. Try to knock out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are coming off a short week, disappointing loss against the Falcons. Um, you just got to go out there and punch them in the mouth and hope that they roll over fast and get out of there. No injuries. You know, shut them down quick and make sure you put them behind the eight ball, force them into inopportune situations early and often. It's hard to believe it was the same month because it feels like a different realm, but don't you remember October 1st? They went tit for tat. It feels so ancient not long ago where they were going back and forth with Miami. And I, you know, Sean, you talked about getting the momentum there. I'm going to go with you here and I'm going to say if the Bills want to truly come out and impose their will and show the NFL and everyone watching this Thursday night game that they're a force to be reckoned with. I think it starts their very first offensive drive, go down, find end zone, rinse, repeat. Yeah, just yeah, it's just building that confidence. And it's like kind of like almost a relief, I guess, for Josh. It's like, okay, we scored. All right, I can do that again, no problem. And then it's just like and then he just builds and bit and then it's like he seems to build his confidence throughout the game. I'm like, keep that game to game. Let's bring that Miami confidence back. But so, yeah, definitely star him out, punch him in the mouth. Let's go for a score in the first round. Well, and I'm curious, too. He's a captain on this team. He's one of the leaders. However, if you see someone offensively on that sideline trying to fire up his team, it's not Josh. He He's just been sitting there moping. Yeah, you said it, Sean. It's, it's Diggs. Yeah, D- Diggs. Well, 
I would never say Josh is kind of that hype man on the sidelines. He's going to rally up his boys and whatnot, but he is not that guy on the sideline. No, he's going to be looking at his tablet. He's going to be talking with the quarterback's coach. He's going to be looking into what he did wrong or what to do. And maybe he does need to be that guy on the sideline. Maybe he does kind of need to change it up and, like, be that Josh Allen, let's go, and that, that meme everyone knows of him on the sideline. Yeah, I, yeah, I, got, I completely agree. I think he, he is – He's very locked in in games, but even seems like almost sedated right now. Um, and so it's one of those, it's a tough time for the Bills because you have this emotional leader who's kind of, he almost seems shell-shocked at times. So I think it's one of those things where if he can start getting back into it and Diggs is the emotional leader, he's bouncing around on the sideline, he's talking to everybody. Um, but if you can get on back to where he was, you know, where he, you know, um, where he was and that sort of thing. Like, he he is the guy who can pick this team up. And I think the Bills kind of go where Josh Allen's going. If he's down, the Bills are going to be down. If he's up, the Bills are going to be up. Yeah, and we'll see if the Bills can get themselves back up and uh, in form. Um, like I said, it's still early in the year, but... You know, we're here in, in week eight. We still have more than half the season to play. But, I mean, I would love to see just the national media and everyone just, you know, eat some humble pie just a little bit and realize, you know, it's a long season. Each of these teams plays 17 games over 18 weeks that, uh, you know, there's going to be growing pains and problems along the way. It's going to happen here. And these lulls do happen that, let's say, Buffalo use this Thursday night opportunity against who I think, no disrespect to Tampa, but an inferior opponent, uh, you know, just roster-wise, put them side to side. I take the Bills, you know, seven out of six times in this one that, in my opinion, for the Buffalo Bills to go ahead and kick this narrative, it starts right here on Thursday night. That, you know, can they go on... I guess not national TV, national internet television, <laughs> what have you here. Can they go on Prime and Prime the world up to say, hey, the Buffalo Bills are still a force to be reckoned with. Don't take them out of your Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, I think it does. Start with Josh Allen. And like Alex said, I'd like to see a little RPO, get a little read option going even, and just like make Josh like, all right, if the first look isn't there, is the second look is there, and you got room to run, Go, just move it, or get a get a little, just like try a little trickery, because that's what we're missing with Debo. Debo had a lot more trickery than Dorsey. Dorsey's and it was plays that they brought in too. Yeah, yeah. maybe that. Well, well, I think we're also. I think we're looking back at Debo with rose-colored glasses. There was yeah, a lot of times this offense yeah, looked we are. very stagnant. It looks very not good. Um. So there, there is a little bit of that. I think. Yeah, I definitely agree, After, especially after the Giants and the Jacksonville game of not scoring in the first half. I definitely agree with that, yeah. And we're definitely looking through our rose-tinted glasses, but... I don't know. Just get a little, get a little something, get a little something funky going. Get a little more move, little more, little more movement. Maybe start sinking in an extra sixth line. Maybe more jet sweeps with Hardy. Maybe put De- put have Dion line up at tight end. Throw ah. throw a little. Okay, he got a tutter. He got at least one, I think. Yeah. Okay, I kind of yeah. like it. All right, let's go real quickly across the room here. Keys to the game. 
Um, Alex, I'll let you start. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be, they just need to get aggressive. They need to play mistake-free. You know, that's one thing we've seen in the past few days is that, uh, or the past few games, is that the Bills haven't played. You know, they've had some unlucky breaks, like Jabril Peppers just playing that ball perfectly, dropping into coverage. Um, but also, you know, it, they need to get back to where they were with that aggressive style of football where they're really getting after it and where they're, they're able to go after opposing teams and put them on. The, it never felt like the Patriots were on the back foot. You know, there was never a time where you're like, oh, the Bills are in the bag. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they need to go back to feeling themselves a little bit. We'll see if they can get that for him because I think that's a good point to, you know, bring back the Bills of October 1st. Bring out vintage early October Bills. Let's see the same team that we saw in that Miami game, a team that was hungry on offense. Defense came in, forced some turnovers, forced some big plays. Um, that I think that's going to be crucial in this week is, you know, trying to get out of the gate quickly and, you know, it doesn't have to be from all sides of the ball, but I think if the offense can put a big cushion in there, that gives the defense more confidence, confidence and it, you know, can lead to an obvious a, a team victory when they truly need it. All right, gentlemen, final thoughts. Alex, final thoughts this week? Uh, I, I want the Bills to be active in the trade deadline. I think they'll make a couple moves. I, I don't know if it's going to be like a giant, you know, blockbuster deal but it'll definitely be something I, I definitely don't think you know beans just sitting there twiddling his thumbs on deadline sean final thoughts this week uh yeah uh jo josh picking up the attitude moving forward let's see it all right well that's going to do it for this edition of the buffalo bills draft house podcast find us online sean eichhorn our guest this week you can find him online on Twitter at Michigan Surf, find Alex at TW Callahan DHS, find myself, Brad the Bruiser, Icorn at Bills Bruiser, and you can find us online at DHS Buffalo, find us at DraftHouseSports.com and Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. For Sean Icorn and Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser, Icorn. Go Bills. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Available on Spotify, Odyssey, Prime Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcast. An R Street Media production.